Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Hello, and welcome to the Dementia Care Partners podcast, brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tifa Snow. And Tifa, our topic today is a little Dementia 101. So why do we call it dementia, that's us people, when with the popular term still seems to be Alzheimer's? Oh, yeah, this is one of those questions that you go, oh my. Well, because I like to be more accurate, and Alzheimer's is a specific form of dementia, but I don't know whether you've got Alzheimer's or you have something else. Sometimes I'm not even sure what you have as a dementia or whether you have a couple of dementias. So my preferred term that people aren't ready for is neurocognitive degeneration. Well, that doesn't roll off the tongue. No, I know. Yeah, that's why nobody's ready for it. But neurocognitive, neuro, the neurons of cognition are degenerating or coming apart. So, you know, it's like, it's accurate. And I like accuracy because dementia become, means you become less of you. And it's like, that's not always accurate. I, mean, I think you're always you. I think you're always mentis. I think you're always who you are in that moment. I think it's different than who you used to be, but I'm pretty sure I'm different than who I used to be too. And I'm not sure I would say that I have dementia. I just think I'm changing. Um, and that boundary marker everybody likes, I'm a little uncomfortable with it in general. Um, because I think it's artificially imposed. So Greg, I'm curious, I'm going to ask you back, what do you think the current medical definition of a dementia is? Well, I was, I was just trying to remember something that I read a while ago on how many different types of dementia. So mm -hmm. I don't know if I could answer that. Yeah, well, a dementia means you can't live your life the way you used to. Oh, really? And at least two parts of your brain are involved. And um we don't, we, it's not something we can fix or resolve by changing what we put into your brain or your body or what we can put in or, you know, what health can do. I mean, we can't fix it. So, you know, that, that really gives it that quote unquote thing. It gradually developed. It's not a rapid thing. And it's not like there's a, a chemical that we can add to the mix that makes you ta-da, okay. So it's a pretty vague actual description. I mean, and everybody tries to dress it up and make it look really fancy, but it means your brain's not working the way it used to. Does that make you not you or it doesn't even recognize, well, your brain still is working, but differently. Hmm. So hmm. if we were to count, do you have any idea how many kinds of dementia there might be? Well, it's an interesting question. Um, current thinking and my thinking is somewhere around the ballpark. I think we have over 120 forms, causes, and types. Um, I think it's complicated by, let's say, Alzheimer's. With Alzheimer's, we know that there are at least five variations of Alzheimer's, maybe even six. Um, so they all involve beta amyloid plaque formations and tau pathologies, but, and they all involve uh, problems with immediate recall. But what else they involve and how it starts and what causes the initial cascade all varies. So it could be genes, it could be gene influence, it could be environmental issues, it could be, um, for instance, having Down syndrome. If you have three copies of chromosome 21, you 
will develop some of the symptomatology. You will have beta-amyloid plaque laying down right away when you're younger um, and more than likely develop some symptoms. But that doesn't mean it's the only dementia you'll get. Um, so Alzheimer's in and of itself, people think Alzheimer's and it's like, well, you got young onset, you have late life onset, and then you have something now called late. You have pre-senile and you have APOE4s, but then you have other reasons people develop Alzheimer's. I mean, you have spontaneous. So am I doing enough of the gibberish? Of- <laughs> well, so are, are Alzheimer's attacks one specific part of the brain, does it? And, and how about other dimensions, dimensions? Oh, do they attack other parts? <laughs> okay, so now we're getting to where does it start? Where does it lay down its foundations? And it turns out with Alzheimer's, for instance, um, many dementias, most of the dementias, one of the places they are going to be very active is in the hippocampal area, which means learning and memory, uh, wayfinding, and keeping up with the passage of time. But in order for it to be labeled a dementia, there has to be damage to tissue in at least one other area. So with Alzheimer's, um, one of the areas that might happen next symptoms we notice is could be in the prefrontal cortex, or it could be in the language area, or it could be in the, um, the part of your brain that allows you to find way, which is back in the hippocampal area, but another area of the hippocampus. It might be back in the occipital area where you're having trouble processing visual data rapidly, or maybe you're having trouble with um, movement against gravity and you have a little bit of a balance, but maybe not. So with Lewy body disease, you could have damage in the core of the brain, the central system, which means changes in temperature regulation, um, the ability to blood pressure control, um, pain recognition, the the ability to uh, wake sleep on a regular, the ability to actually recognize and smell dangerous smells and appetizing smells that make you want to eat and and take care of yourself. Um, But then it may also, Lewy body might actually be very active in the occipital lobe where you're seeing things that aren't really there in animals, children, or people. Uh, Or it might actually be all over the surface of the brain, the cortex of the brain. So you're thinking people are doing things that they're not doing and you're you're actually remembering weird stuff. Now with grief, I mean. (laughs) Is it important to know what type of dementia? Um, Because- you know, if I if I have a specific cancer, there's a treatment for that. If I have something else, there's a treatment for that. So is it important that I really know what I have? Ah, okay. So early in uh, your dementia, it could be really important to know what kind of dementia you have so that if something else happens, we know that's not your dementia. Um, it could be a medication issue you have going on or maybe a new health issue, like maybe you're developing diabetes or a thyroid condition. Um, It could be you're depressed on top of having dementia. And if we don't understand your dementia and what form it's taking for you and what the core symptoms, what parts of your brain are involved, we may put everything off as that's your dementia. It's like, well, we're missing some key things here. Um, On the other hand, if I think what you have is Alzheimer's and then I think you're now having hallucinations, And what I missed is actually you might have Lewy body. I may give you a medication to manage hallucinations that might actually result in you not being able to swallow or have peristalsis or use your heart muscle effectively. You might not be able to move against gravity. You might have a even more precipitous fall and an injury. So 
it is sort of important to know what's working and what's not. In a frontal temporal dementia, I may not have problems with um, what we, the thing that we tend to give people for Alzheimer's is something that's going to make more acetylcholine available. Um, and if you have a frontal temporal dementia, it could be that you don't actually have a problem with your acetylcholine level. So, you know, it's not a good idea to add acetylcholine because it could affect your gut or your, it could affect your heart or it could affect your anxiety or it could affect your bowels. I mean, there's all kinds of possibilities. So it's complicated. I mean, we'll wrap this segment up with a, with a sort of a loaded question here. And perhaps yeah. one day we'll come back and do this as a whole uh, podcast, but there's been a lot of money spent on mm -hmm. research millions mm -hmm. and probably into the billions. Now, every country in the world is dealing with this, but I don't think we've yet had a, a real aha <clears throat> moment. Like there's been no major discovery. Yeah. I mean, what we've discovered is this is going to be harder to treat than we thought. And like many cancers, you know, throwing things at it uh, arbitrarily is probably not really helpful anymore. Being aware of what it is we're trying to manage and treat. I mean, it's not going to be a quick fix like people I want. I mean, I don't think there's one silver pill that you could take that fixes dementia. I think what we're going to be needing to look at is how do we change our lives to minimize our risk? How do we reduce that, that sense that what I'm doing is putting my brain in harm's way? And then how do we then help people who are starting to have these symptoms? What of that is something that we can do differently? What of that is something that we can create an environment so that it's not so stressful? And what are we still looking for something to put in the person who's that's going to change things? Because right now we don't have a way to bring somebody back from living with dementia and not have dementia. I think we can help with symptoms even now, but is it going to be a magic pill? I don't think so. I'm not seeing it. And you know, if that's our entire focus, I think we're missing where we could do the most good, which is let's well, positive approach comes into yeah play and, and just dealing with what is and trying to make people's lives better. Yeah. Like looking at ourselves as a therapeutic agent, looking at the environment as the, uh, as the medium that we're going to use to deliver it and looking at what we can do until they do come up with some kind of cure. I mean, you know, wishing for the cure or let's get up and get going on what we can do. And right now I'm more into what I can do than wishing for what isn't yet available. Tifa, thank you very much. Thanks for you, Greg. You've been listening to the Dementia Care Partners podcast brought to you by Positive Approach to Care. For more information on today's program or any other information related to dementia, simply open your browser and type in tipasnow.com.